Welcome to another episode of the Unreal Podcast. I'm Ms. Tahir and with me is Vegas Z. Today we're going to be talking about the results of the UFC matches as well as the NBA Finals. Game 3 was a thriller. Let's get right into it. Well, Game 3 wasn't a thriller. It was a fucking beatdown. Okay? I said the Bucks minus 3.5 was the best bet of the weekend. Bucks minus 3.5 came through. I also believe I told everybody Conor McGregor is fucking finished. And finished he is. He's lost his passion, he's lost his aggression, he's lost his fucking mindset. <laughs> Conor McGregor is done. I hate to say it, but he's just finished. What happened to McGregor was a freak accident, and you cannot deny that. The guy broke his leg on the other guy's leg. What is, what is he supposed to do at okay, that point? Okay, everybody's talking about where he broke his leg, okay? He didn't I, break his leg. At the, he broke his leg earlier, and he no, kept fighting through it. No, everybody thinks it's earlier. It's not earlier. Another coach... Went out, he looked at the video, he believes, and I saw the video too, right when he throws that front kick at the end of the round, when he stands up, it clicks off Dustin Poirier's elbow, and when it clicks off his elbow, that's when it snapped. Then he goes to put weight on the leg to throw a punch, and it fucking cracks, okay? His foot didn't break earlier, because if his foot broke earlier, he, it would have been fucked throwing a punch in the beginning, he wouldn't be able to stand up on his feet. How does his foot break earlier if he stood up on his feet to go throw a punch? I'm not sure. At one point or another, or another, he did. It looked like he kicked, and obviously, when you kick somebody in a slow motion kind of thing, it shows like it kind of gives a little bit of give on the ankle. So it looked like it was at that point. That's what a lot of people were showing at first. But if he gave a front kick, a front kick to break your foot on a front kick kind of seems. It's not, not because realistic. because the way he threw it and it hits the elbow, wraps around the elbow. It's like the Anderson Silva, Chris Weidman, when he broke his thing on his on his shin. It's. It's an unfortunate injury for McGregor. It's, it's a freak accident. It's a freak accident, yes. Okay. But we cannot ignore the rest of the fight. Yes, McGregor came out. He was throwing kicks. But who initiated the clinch early on in the fight? McGregor did because he got rocked by a cross. Then Poirier got on top of him and started landing a lot of shots. We also see in the fight, people broke it down, where McGregor was hooking Poirier's glove. But also, also Poirier was putting his toes in the cage. Yes, he was. Well, Herb Dean fucking sucks. Herb Dean, yeah, Herb Dean shouldn't be repping anymore. I Herb Dean, everybody thinks is great. Herb Dean fucking sucks. I'm sorry, Herb, but you're just done. Herb? Nonetheless, it was going in McGregor's favor for the first few seconds. And just like the first fight, it was the same thing. But there was a tale of another round to come that could have changed the whole outcome of the fight. So you cannot say that, oh, it was in Poirier's favor. Sure, he was grounded and pounded him, but if you look at McGregor's face, he was completely clear. There's no cuts on his face. There's no nothing. He bled a little bit from his ear because he has cauliflower ear. That's what all fighters do. God okay. knows what would have happened. Okay. God knows, and it was a freak accident, and you cannot say McGregor is done at this point. Well, I mean, it's going to be a lot of rehab. They said six to nine months. Then you got to think another six months of training. He's going to be out minimum a year and a half, I would say. I think what happens is Poirier fights Oliveira in six months. Poirier said he already needed some time off. He doesn't want to go into a training camp. They're going to they're gonna schedule the fight six months from now. He goes in there. I think he's going to beat Oliveira. He beats Oliveira. McGregor, by that time, comes around six months later. Boom, McGregor's up. Everyone that says they won't give him the title shot, they're wrong. They will give him the fucking title, the title shot. shot. McGregor, off oh, the yeah. injury it's, against Poirier. At the end of the day, it's a business. They're going to give the guy with the most money behind him the title shot. And plus, there's nobody else in that division that really stands out right now. I haven't seen or heard of Gaethje in a while. 
and everybody else is kind of just there. McGregor can get the they, title shot. They right need away. to put they need to put Gaethje against Michael Chandler. Okay. Okay. And Michael then, Chandler. I mean, I know he lost good. his he lost his last fight, but he looks good. Looks good. They do Gaethje Chandler. You throw Poirier and Oliveira, obviously, and then I think by the time that fight finishes, McGregor is healthy, and they throw McGregor Poirier for for the title. That is exactly what I think happens. I don't think he wins the title, though. I think Oliveira is just a new guy who's just... He's not going to get his respect right now because he hasn't had any... He's had one title fight, obviously. And he has to show that he could defend it. But, man, he's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, but it was... You guys got to remember, it was two seconds away from being stopped. Chandler almost had him finished. He had his head on the fucking floor, bouncing, okay? I mean, it's it's a game... It's a, it's a, this, it's a game of inches, literally. Okay, it's a game of seconds in this thing. You could get knocked out at any second, and it's all up to the ref. The ref did a good job of not stopping the fight, and Oliveira proved that he deserves to still be in the fight, and knocked him out. Yeah, but I think Poirier, when you look at the level of competition he's faced, I think he is the best fighter in the world right now, with Khabib being retired. Poirier beat everybody. You look at it, he beat Gaethje. Okay, he beat McGregor twice now. He's beaten so many high-level fighters on the roster where it's hard to ignore that he's the number one. I mean, he's ranked number one for a reason. He's coming off a lot of finishes. I think he gets it done. This last fight, you cannot consider it to be something of significance, though. The guy broke his leg. What are you going to do? Like, it's a freak accident. It happens, all right? Anderson Silva isn't going to be judged off the time he broke his leg on Chris Weidman. Sometimes freak accidents happen. You can't do anything about it. Okay, but... What about the the last Poirier, fight Okay, okay, that? okay. Listen, 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 listen. I'll give Poirier a title shot. He deserves it, all right? He's winning. But this last fight shouldn't be something that says he's the best in the world. Okay. Minus the loss to Khabib, which every single fighter has lost to Khabib, mm-hmm. obviously. He's beaten Max Holloway. Okay. He's beaten Justin Gaethje. A young Justin Gaethje, who's a different this man This was now. in 2018. This okay. was a couple years ago. Three years is a lot of fucking time. Okay. Justin Gaethje. Eddie Alvarez, Max Holloway. Eddie Alvarez is irrelevant right now. Okay, we'll keep going. Max Holloway. Okay. Dan Hooker. He's beaten all these. Anthony Pettis. Irrelevant. He's beaten. He's beaten Not all in the these UFC fighters. It's, he's beaten so many high-level fighters. It's hard to ignore what he's done. He deserves a title shot, one hundred percent. He would have had the title shot, but he decided to go for McGregor. Fun fact: the odds already opened up on the fight, and for... Poirier is minus one eighty against Oliveira. I just watched Oliveira and he's so fucking crafty, bro. And he just looks so good in the ring. And I I mean, I'd rather see Chandler versus Poirier. I think that would be a great fucking matchup because Chandler's a dog, bro. Yeah, but I and mean, he's got hands. All Oliveira beat him, so I mean, no, no, no. Oliveira, yeah. he definitely deserves I want to see Chandler Gaethje, and I don't know what the fuck's taking him so long to book it. Something's going on with Gaethje, honestly, that, that nobody wants to talk about, but it is what it is. Now let's get into the NBA Finals. Milwaukee takes Game 3 convincingly. They dominated the game from the tip. Um, Phoenix comes in just not looking like they were ready. Uh, This has been the story with Milwaukee where they lose the two road games as they did against Brooklyn. They come back home and they dominate. I don't know what it is uh, with Pfizer Forum, but teams coming in there just do not look comfortable in Game 3s. Not even just game threes. I feel like players just struggle to score in the arena. I mean, we went there. We saw 
Everybody was missing. The game we went with, like, way under in Brooklyn. It was, like, 87 to 86 that game, I remember. Yeah, and it was, everybody was struggling to score. I said this even when they were down 0-2. I think the Bucks are the better team in this series. And the thing that's bothering me is, where's the media? I don't hear any coverage of Giannis. This man just dropped back-to-back games over 40 points mm-hmm. with over 10 rebounds. Yeah. I think they were saying, like, Shaq. And LeBron and LeBron, like the only two, the only two other guys. Yeah. yeah, I mean, nobody's talking about what Giannis is doing right now in the finals, and he he's balling. He really is. Thirteen rebounds, forty-one points. Middleton, six of 14, 18 points. He hasn't shown up the last two games. He's averaging under fifteen points in the last two games, actually. Yes, but I mean, eighteen. If him and Holiday, I mean, they both dropped eighteen. If they could do that and both drop eighteen every game, I mean, I'll take it. That's enough help. Bobby Portis off the bench. Plus 19, 11 points, 8 rebounds. Connington played 30 minutes, shot 2 or 4 from 3. He had some solid minutes in there. Their rotation is off the bench. It's Teague, Portis, Connington. Forbes has kind of fell out of the rotation. And I think those are the guys you want to live and die by. You have Connington, Portis, and Teague. They're all very smart players. Teague's a veteran. He's played with Budenholzer. I think he should get a lot more minutes. And He's washed. He's not washed. I mean, he had he had a good game. He came in 14 minutes. He plus minus was plus nine, two rebounds and assists, couple steals. Played great, off the bench. Great player to have. What happened to your Suns? It's not what happened to the Suns. It's that Milwaukee is just not. Milwaukee's not even the better team right now. Giannis is just the best player on the court. Nobody could stop him. It's not like he's getting much help from anyone. When you look at Drew Holiday, $40 million man, max contract. Chris Middleton, max contract kind of guy. They both haven't been consistent at all. Surprisingly, the one person who's been consistent is the same guy that gets counted to uh, 10 seconds every time he steps up to the free throw line and gets the 12 seconds every time. Their most consistent score has been Middleton, but Middleton hasn't been showing up. He dropped, I think, 29 in game one. In the last two games, he's combined for less than 30. Uh, Holiday, always inconsistent. P.J. Tucker, he gives you what he's going to give you, which is under 10 points guaranteed. Lopez, once again, inconsistent. A guy who's been playing good and I think deserves to be on the court more for them is Bobby Portis. I feel like every time the guy's on the court, he just puts so much energy and injects so much energy into that team. Now you go to the Suns. They're a young team. It's game three of the finals. They're up 2-0. They're going to be a little content. Paul... Had a solid game. Crowder was one of the guys that had a good game. But Booker struggled. He, he went 3 of 14. I prefer to see him 6 of 28. I want to see him take more shots. I don't like when Booker is timid. He needs to be putting shots up there. Aiton, 18 points. But Giannis is dominating him. They cannot put Aiton on him. They need to do what Miami did last year and create that wall around Giannis where every time he tries to drive, you have three guys around him. Now, putting Aiton on him is is just not going to work. Aiton's not fast enough. Sure, they are the same size. Aiton's a little bit thicker. But Giannis is just dominating him, and Giannis looks stronger than him. That's the crazy thing. He's shoving his shoulder into him and dunking on him on a consistent basis. Giannis is a man on a mission, and I still think the Bucks win the series. Like I said, the Suns... Played phenomenal at home. Now it's the Bucks' time to play at home. And we saw in, in Game 3, they dominated winning by 20 points. I think they come back. 
I like them minus three and a half again in game four. They do not go down 3-1. They're going to win. They're going to tie it up. Big game from Giannis. I think a big game from Middleton and Holiday in game four. And they tie up the series. They go back to Phoenix, tied, where Booker's going to have to show up at home because he's not showing up so far on the road. Right now, my biggest concern is the fatigue factor with the Phoenix Suns. Last game, you see everybody played over 37 minutes in the starting lineup. Crowder had 37, Bridges played 38, Aiton played 42, Paul played 41, Booker played 44. You look at this game, not one of them played over 33 minutes with Chris Paul leading them with 33 minutes. Sure, they were out of the game early, but all these guys were still playing. They mixed it up a, a lot more. You had Cam Johnson playing 30 minutes, Cameron Payne playing 24. Their, their bench extended so much further down, and you wonder how these guys felt. Maybe this was a game where they're like, hey, we're going to lose this game. It's okay, but we're going to build our rest back up. We're going to build our stamina back up, and we're going to come back game four and dominate. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see these guys all play over 37 minutes in game I four. I call fucking bullshit, okay? It's a that good strategy. Is the dumbest idea. It's a good strategy. Fin. It's stupid. You know no. why it's stupid? Because it's false. That's just a made-up narrative that did not happen. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's a fucking made-up narrative. Oh, they yeah? didn't rest and say, hey, we're going to lose game three. You know what happened? What happened? Giannis came in, Pfizer Forum, and said, I'm not letting these motherfuckers win another game. We're going to win, and we're going to win the next game, uh. and we're going to go up 3-2, and we're going to win this shit in six. Yeah, I just want to say that Middleton, Holiday, Giannis, they're all playing over 37 minutes a game. Giannis is still... Hurt from his knee. Okay, this isn't the first or second round. These guys have two days off after every game now. Next okay. game is Wednesday. You think that their bodies aren't worn out right now? They have two days to recover. By game time, I think they'll be and perfectly Monty fine. And Williams gave his guys a little bit extra time by letting them rest and only play 30 minutes. The only reason they played 30 minutes is because they were getting fucked no, by Giannis and the no, Bucks. No, they still They were down 20. 28. Hey, listen, you could come back from down 20 in today's NBA. Anybody could come back from down 20, all right? It's realistic. With six minutes left, if you're down, they were down 20. Okay, sure. okay. So, so the rest that you're talking about. Right now, we have game four on Wednesday. I got Phoenix dominating that game. Not dominating, but winning. By time. Okay. The Bucks are going to fuck them up again. No, they're not. Everybody that's listening, no. Bucks minus three and a half. Once again, like how we took them the other day, we're going to take them again. Minus three and a half. Mm -hmm. Giannis is going to show up like how he's been showing up. You're going to have Holiday. You're going to have Middleton. These guys are going to show up. Connington's been playing a lot of minutes. He's going to catch. He's going to shoot. And he's going to fucking gonna score. fucking miss. Here's the biggest difference between Milwaukee and Phoenix. Sure, it took Milwaukee two games to make adjustments, but you know what Monty Williams is going to do? He's going to have an adjustment for their fucking adjustment, and he's going to dominate because he's a smarter coach than Budenholzer, and they're going to take game four. Then after that, Milwaukee will go take game five, and then they finish the fucking series in Milwaukee. Game six, Phoenix will win the series, guaranteed. I promise you. By the time Wednesday night is done and that clock hits 12, mm. we will be tied up 2-2 going back to Phoenix. What did you notice about the first two games? You noticed that coaching-wise, the I Phoenix Suns were better coached. What I noticed... Can you... Wait, wait. Say this right now. Say this right now. Who's a better coach right now? 
Right now, Monty Williams is a better coach, okay. but there's a difference that I noticed. What's the difference? You know what we saw in Game 3 that we didn't see in Game 1 and 2? We saw communication from the Bucks defensively. We saw them switching. We saw them helping. Game 1, Suns, 118 points. Game 2, Suns, 118 points. Game 3, just cracked 100 points. Even. These guys are now playing better defense. They're communicating mm. on the switches. Mm. They're starting to learn how to defend Chris Paul's pick and roll better, making him play to his left instead right. of playing to his right. Sure. And now the Bucks are fucking in this series, and they're going to dominate from here on out. Say, you just said two seconds ago that they had two games in between each game for the finals, correct? Yes. Two days, two days to rest, right? Yes. Okay. yes. Why did it take him two fucking games to figure out that they needed to communicate better? It's... Because Budenholzer fucking roll. sucks. Okay. But watch what Monty Williams does. Monty Williams is a smarter fucking coach. Listen, you could write up and draw up any fucking scheme you want. Giannis Antetokounmpo is seven foot fucking seven. Oh. Uh, 455 pounds of fucking muscle. Okay. And he's going to fucking throw DeAndre into the side uh-huh. and dunk on his ass. Okay. 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 There is no coaching adjustments you can make for that. You want to double it? You want to double it? Boom. Connington in the corner. Yeah, Bang. Okay. There That's it. it. Yeah, there is right? no adjustments. Oh, there is. They're fucked. There wasn't a Miami Heat team that swept them last year. Yeah, right? and what happened this year? They they lost. They got fucking swept. Why? Because Tyler Hero's out fucking banging Katya and getting her pregnant. That's why. That's a story for another day. Okay. Watch the adjustment they make. They will create the wall that Miami fucking created. There is no wall anymore. There is no wall. There is no creating a wall. This team has lethal shooters. You cannot leave a Middleton open. You cannot leave a Connington open. You cannot leave these guys open. Connington is not a fucking lethal shooter. Connington open is one of the Middleton, best shooters in the NBA. Middleton has not been shooting. At home, well, he can fucking shoot. I'll tell you that. Yeah, he had 18 fucking points the other day on less okay, than 40% shooting. And watch, watch what he does in game four. Okay, I just want everyone here listening to know that the Bucks minus three and a half, is a fucking lock on Wednesday. It is a lock, lock, lock. I just want everybody to know that the public is all going to be betting on the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks will lose because the public will bet on them. And it looks like they're going to win because they've done this. They've had this trend. They did it against Brooklyn. It looks like it's gonna. the same thing's going to happen. They are going to lose. Because Monty Williams is a better coach. He will make the adjustments that he needs to make. And I guarantee you, Phoenix wins this next game. We were down 0-2 once. And we came back. And mm. we're down 0-2 again. And we're going to come back You know what the difference again. between the first 0-2 was? The injuries for the best players on the fucking team. Kyrie Irving went down. James Harden went down. This team's completely healthy. And they will dominate this game. And that's all for this episode Tune in Wednesday night to watch the Bucks fuck up the Suns. The Suns are going to smack the shit out of them. Bucks minus three and a half. All the money. Take the Suns plus three and a half. It'll be the best fucking bet you ever took in your life. We'll see you guys Wednesday night.